ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸೂತ್ರ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶಿವಾನಂದ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಒನ್ ಸೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಒನ್ ಸಮನ್ವಯಾಧಿಕರಣ ಟಾಪಿಕ್ ಫೋರ್ ಎಫಾರಿಸಮ್ ಫೋರ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ದಿ ಮೇನ್ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ವೇದಾಂತಿಕ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ ತತ್ತು ಸಮನ್ವಯಾತ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮೂರ್ತಿ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿ ದಂಬೆ ಪುಣಚ ಬಂಟ್ವಾಳ ತಾಲೂಕು ದಕ್ಷಿಣ ಕನ್ನಡ ಜಿಲ್ಲೆ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಭಾರತ ತತ್ತು ಸಮನ್ವಯಾತ್ ಬಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಬಿ ನೋನ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಇಂಡಿಪೆಂಡೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ಬೈ ಎನಿ ಅದರ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಎಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಬ್ಲಿಷ್ಡ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಮೇನ್ ಪರ್ಪಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ವೇದಾಂತಿಕ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ ತತ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ತು ಬಟ್ ಸಮನ್ವಯಾತ್ ಆನ್ ಅಕೌಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಗ್ರಿಮೆಂಟ್ ಆರ್ ಹಾರ್ಮೋನಿ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಮೇನ್ ಪರ್ಪಸ್ ದ ಆರ್ಗ್ಯುಮೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೂತ್ರ ಟೂ ಈಸ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸೂತ್ರ ಟೂ ಅಥಾತೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಜಿಜ್ಞಾಸ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಸೂತ್ರ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಯೋನಿತ್ವಾತ್ ಜನ್ಮಾದ್ಯ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಯೋನಿತ್ವಾತ್ ಥರ್ಡ್ ಎಫಾರಿಸಮ್ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಈಸ್ ತತ್ತು ಸಮನ್ವಯಾತ್ ಸೊ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಜನ್ಮಾದ್ಯ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಸಸ್ಟಿನೆನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ ಆಲ್ ಆರ್ ಡ್ಯೂ ಟು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಆರ್ಗ್ಯುಮೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸೂತ್ರ ಟು ಈಸ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಡ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಆರ್ ದಿ ಎಬ್ಸರ್ಯೂಟ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ನೋನ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರಲ್ ಪ್ಯಾಸೇಜಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಹಾರ್ಮನೈಸ್ಡ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಬೈ ಸಚ್ ಎ ಡಾಕ್ಟ್ರೈನ್ ದಿ ವೇದಾಂತಿಕ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ರೆಫರ್ ಟು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಫಾರ್ ದೇರ್ ಮೇನ್ ಟಾಪಿಕ್ the proposition that brahman is the only cause of the world is established because this is the authoritative saying of the scriptures all the vedantic texts agree in this respect the word tu but is employed to reboot the above puro paksha or the prima facie view as urged above it is proper to say that brahman is the uniform topic taught in all the vedantic texts why samanvayat Anvaya means construing a passage according to the six characteristics or shad lingas with upakrama, upasamuhara, ekavakyata, upakrama, upasamuhara, ekavakyata, agreement in beginning and conclusion. Second, abhyasa, repetition. Third, apurvata, uniqueness of subject matter. Fourth, phala, phala or fruit. Fifth, arthavada, praise. And sixth is yukti, reasoning. these six marks help to arrive at the real purport of any work in chapter 6 of the chandogya upanishad brahman is the main purport of all passages in the beginning you will find this world my child was that but the real sat in the beginning so it concludes in it all that exists has its self it is true it is the self there is agreement in the opening and concluding passages this is upakrama upasamhara uddanaka the preceptor repeats tat tvam asi nine times to his disciple shvetaketu this is repetition abhyasa brahman is doubtless unique as he is infinite and secondless when you attain knowledge of brahman everything else is known this is phala or fruit there is reasoning in the scriptures just as 
pots are nothing but clay ornaments are nothing but gold so also this world of names and forms is nothing but brahman if you know the nature of clay you will know all that is made out of clay even so if you know brahman everything else will be known to you brahman is the source of the creation preservation and dissolution of the universe this is arthavada or stutivada by way of praise all these six marks or shad lingas denote that this chief topic or main purport of the vedantic texts is brahman all the vedanta texts have for their purport brahman for example being only this was in the beginning one without a second chandogya upanishad in the beginning all this was atman or self only aitareo aranyaka this is brahman without cause and without effect without anything inside or outside this self is brahman perceiving everything brother aranyaka upanishad that immortal brahman is before mundaka upanishad and similar passages it is not right to think that these passages have a different sense the passages cannot refer to agents divinities connected to connected with the acts of religious duty you will find <coughs> in brahmanic upanishad then by what should he see and whom this clearly shows that there is neither an agent nor an object of action nor an instrument brahman cannot become an object of perception and other means of knowledge because it is extremely subtle abstract infinite and all pervading how can I, a finite insentient instrument know the uh, infinite the senses and the mind derive their power and light from brahman the source brahman is self luminous self existent self knowledge self delight and self contained brahman cannot be realized without the aid of vedantic passage tatvam asi thou art that chandogya upanishad when one realizes brahman he is totally freed from all sorts of miseries and pains he attains the goal of life or the sammambonam the conception of duality as agent action and the like is destroyed self realization is not a fruit of action it is not a result of your willing or doing it is the result of realizing one's identity with brahman scripture aims only at removing the veil of ignorance or avidya then the self effulgent brahman shines by itself in its pristine glory the state of moksha or the final emancipation is eternal it is not transient like the fruits attained through action action depends upon the will and is independent of the object knowledge depends on the nature of the object and is independent of the will of the knower so it is vastu tantra a proper understanding of the vedantic text leads to the final emancipation of man it is not necessary for him to exert or do any superhuman feat or action it is only mere understanding that it is a rope and not a snake that helps to destroy one's fear scripture does not speak only of ethical and ceremonial duties it reveals the soul and helps one to attain self realization the sage who has learnt by the help of vedantic texts to remove the erroneous identification with the body will not experience pain it's only the ignorant worldly minded man who experiences pain on account of his identification with the body the attainment of heaven procuring a son getting rain etc are taught in the vedas as incitement to the acquirement of knowledge of brahman by baby souls and to produce faith in man when he finds that the vedic mantras have the power to produce rain he gets faith in them and has an inclination to study them he gradually gets 
disgust for the mundane objects and develops discrimination between real and uh, the transitory and burning yearning for liberation he develops love for brahman therefore all vedas teach brahman sacrifices give mundane fruits only when they are done with selfish motives only when kama or strong desire is at the back of the mantras when they are performed with uh, nish nishkamya bhava without selfish motives they purify the heart and help to attain knowledge of the self hence karma kanda itself by teaching the worship of various deities becomes part of brahmanyana it is really the worship of brahman when the element of desire or selfishness is removed such a worship purifies the heart and produces a taste for inquiry of brahman it does not produce any other earthly desire the object of inquiry in the karma kanda is something to be accomplished with duty the object of inquiry in vedanta texts is already existent absolutely accomplished brahman the fruit of the knowledge of brahman must be different from the fruit of knowledge of duty which depends on the performance of action you will find in the upanishads verify the self atman is to be seen brother anek upanishad the atman which is free from sin that it is which we must search out that it is which we must try to understand chandogya upanishad let a man worship him as atman or the self brother anek upanishad let a man worship the atman only as his true state brother anek upanishad he who knows brahman becomes brahman mundaka upanishad brahma vid brahma yuva bhavati brahma vid apnoti param these texts rouse in you a desire to know what that brahman is the vedantic texts give a beautiful description of the nature of brahman they teach that brahman is eternal all knowing absolutely self sufficient ever pure free pure knowledge absolute bliss self luminous and indivisible one attains final emancipation as the fruit of meditation on brahman the vedantic texts declare the wise who knows the atman as the bodiless within the bodies as unchanging among changing things as great and omnipresent does never grieve kathopanishad kathopanishad he is without breath without mind pure mundakopanishad that person is not attached to anything brother anakopanishad all these texts establish the fact that the final emancipation differs from all the fruits of action and is an eternally and essentially bodiless state moksha is kutastha nitya that is eternal without undergoing any change brahman is omnipresent like ether akashavat sarvagataha free from all modifications nirvikara absolutely self sufficient self contained nirapeksha invisible akhanda he is not indivisible uh, he is not composed of parts nishkala he is self luminous swayam prakasha swayam jyoti you will find in karma uh, katha upanishad different uh, from merit and demerit different from effect and cause different from past and future is that brahman moksha is the same as brahman moksha or brahman cannot be the effect of the actions it cannot be supplementary to actions if it is so it would be non eternal to know brahman is to become brahman mundaka upanishad says he who knows brahman becomes brahman as brahman is an already existing entity knowing brahman does not involve an act like a ritualistic act when avidya or nescience is destroyed through knowledge of the self brahman manifests itself just as the rope manifests itself when the illusion of snake is removed as brahman is your inner self you cannot attain <coughs> it by any action it is it is realized as one's own atman when the ignorance is 
annihilated. Texts like the Atman is to be realized etc. is not an injunction. It is intended to withdraw the mind of the aspirant from external objects and turn it inwards. Brahman is not an object of the action of knowing. It is different from the known and again it is beyond the unknown. Ken Upanishad. How should we, uh, he know him by whom he knows all this? Brother Anak Upanishad. Brahman is expressly declared not to be the object of an in, uh, object of an act of devout worship upasana. Know that alone, know that alone to be Brahman, not that which people adore here. Ken Upanishad. The scripture never describes Brahman as this or that. Its purpose is to show that Brahman as the eternal object, Pratyagatman, the inner self, is never an object. It cannot be maintained that moksha or Brahman is something to be ceremonially purified. There is no room for a purificatory ceremony in the eternally pure Brahman. Brahman is the self or Atman of all. It can neither be striven nor avoided. All objects perish because they are mere modifications of the five elements but the soul or brahman is immortal and unchanging it is in its essence eternally pure and free that is called sadha sadviveka nityanitya viveka we should have we must uh, differentiate from uh, eternal from the mundane he who identifies himself with his body experiences pain a sage who has removed deha dhyasa or identification of the body by identifying himself with the pure all pervading brahman will not experience pain a rich man who is puffed up by the conceit of his wealth is affected with grief when he loses his wealth but he is not affected by the loss of wealth after he has once retired from the world and has become an ascetic a sage who has attained knowledge of Brahman cannot be a merely worldly doer as before. He does not belong to this world as he did before. A worldly man also can become a sage of self-realization with the bhava of non-doer, akarta, non-agent, abhokta. The Shrutis declare, when he is free from the body, then neither pleasure nor pain touches him. Chandagopanishad. The objector may say, the state of being free from the body follows only when a man dies. This is entirely wrong because the cause of man being joined to the body is erroneous knowledge. The sage who has attained knowledge of Brahman and who identifies himself with the Brahman is free from his body even while still alive. The Shruti also declares, just as the slough of a snake lies on an ant hill, dead and cast away, so also lies this body. That bodiless, immortal soul is Brahman only, is only light. Brother Nekopanishad. With eyes, he is without eyes, as it were, with ears, without ears, as it were, with speech, without speech, as it were, with a mind, without mind, as it were, with prana, without prana, as it were, the sage is no longer connected with the action of any kind. The Sankhyas say that the Vedantic texts about creation do not refer to Brahman, but to the Pradhana, which is made up of the three gunas, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, as the first cause. They maintain that all the Vedanta texts which treat of the creation of the world clearly point out that the cause of the world has to be concluded from the effect by inference. And the cause which is to be inferred is the connection of the Pradhana or Prakriti with the souls or Purushas. The followers of Kanada, the school of Vaisheshika philosophy, infer from the very same passages that the Lord is the efficient cause of the universe and the atoms are its material cause. The Sankhyas say omnipotence can be 
attributed to the pradhana as it has all its effects for its objects omniscience also can be ascribed to it knowledge is really an attribute of sattva guna sattva is one of the components of pradhana therefore pradhana can be said to be omniscient you cannot ascribe omniscience or limited knowledge to the soul or purusha which is isolated and pure uh, intelligence itself therefore the vedanta text ascribe omniscience to the pradhana although it is in itself non intelligent brahman is without any instruction uh, instruments of action as pradhana has three components it seems reasonable that it alone is capable of undergoing modifications like clay into various objects and may act as a material cause while the uncompounded homogeneous and unchangeable brahman is unable to do so therefore the vedantic texts which treat of creation clearly refer to pradhana only and therefore it is the first cause uh, referred to by the scriptures to these conclusions shri vyasa gives an answer in the following sutra that is ikshatya adhikaranam topic 5 sutras 5 to 11 <coughs> so here we have uh, sutras 5 to 11 adhikaranam is uh, the fifth one ikshatya ikshatya adhikaranam i think we shall see this in the next session hare rama ब्रह्मापणमस्तु श्रीशंकर्पितमस्तु ओं तत्